My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creators Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to hold space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Cherry Ledbetter and Devin Joyner, inspiring artists who travel to Ghana, West Africa with me on the Empowered Creatives Retreat. They both have confidence doing the work they love. Cherry is an interdisciplinary creative who makes beautiful sculptures and paintings and believes you should never stop experimenting. Devin is a creative director, choreographer, and certified yogi. She's also the founder of Many Colors Beauty Box and advocates for forward movement in the entertainment and beauty industries. In this episode, learn how traveling to Ghana impacted their creative journeys and help them to have clarity on the projects they want to do next. Sit back and enjoy as they share highlights and lessons learned from their experiences in Ghana. Hey, Cherry. Hey, Devin. Hey. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to y'all. I feel like I haven't talked to you since, well, we have, but I haven't seen you since the retreat. Right. <laughs> How's everything going? Everything is good on my end, just creating and I guess getting ready for the season change. What about you, Cherry? Yeah, I guess with uh, climate change, I'm in Oklahoma, so we've been having tornadoes. Oh, wow. And, yeah, they're like extending into the fall and winter season. So I had, we, I, I had a tornado two days ago. So wake up 5 a.m., you know, so besides that and allergies, I'm feeling good. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it yeah. is crazy. I hope you and your family are good. Yeah, everyone's good, but it's crazy waking up tornadoes, tornadoes. Yeah, that sounds scary. Yeah. Well, on a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get into y'all because I had so much fun with you all for two weeks in Ghana, but I want to get into your story and a little bit into your background and how you started as artists. So if both of y'all want to share, I'm curious to go back, back in time when you first initially started taking your work seriously. What was that spark that made you feel like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to dedicate time to doing this. What made you kind of shift into, I guess, taking your work more seriously or like really dedicating your time to it? Well, I could say for myself, it's just, I guess it's just been a life journey. So I've always drew. And um, then when I was a little kid, 
I was hired in an art gallery to help assist the other art instructors. And through that, I was able to take more classes and learn more. So I always felt like I was a part of that community, that artist community. But again, with life, I had to go to school. And so there was a small, there was actually a considerable hiatus there. But right now I'm getting back into it, doing it for sure, as close to full time as I can. And yeah, what I enjoy about um, creating is that it's just who I am. It's what I do. It's part of how I grew up. And um, it's just another way of communicating. Love that. Beautifully put, Sherry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but me, uh, let's see. I would say starting to take my work seriously was when I was in college. Is when I had joined a dance theater and I was really seeing dance like beyond just performing, but like seeing like deeper meaning behind it. There was so much like storytelling that we did with our movement and so much that I had learned and so many things that had been opened up to me that I hadn't experienced before because I was mostly trained in, um, I don't want to say like more of like a white environment, but Mm -hmm. I don't know the best verbiage to use, but it was very like, that was the environment where I was more technically trained. And so there wasn't a lot of, I guess you could say my culture that was, you know, engraved in what I was learning it was yeah. more just like, do this, you know, look this way, you know, it can't be wrong. Like it was very strict, you know, and when I feel like at a certain age, like that could be overwhelming. And even though you still love it, it's like you kind of push it to the side and you don't take it as seriously because it just feels like so much pressure at a young age. But I think that my world was like opened up to me again when I was in college and I started really thinking more about like, my work being more mission driven and, you know, having purpose to it um, and being able to figure out how can I talk to people? How can I relate to people through my work? And so I think that that was the very beginning of me beginning to like have those conversations with myself about like, what could I do with my art and like seeing it on a broader plane. Yes. And I've heard that a lot from other creatives, Black creatives, how, you know, you're in these spaces and you might be the only, the only Black person and how to navigate that as a creative. So it's interesting to hear you talk a little bit about that in the performance world, because I see it everywhere. But I think how how you take that and what inspires you is really individual people. Some people feel like, okay, this is not for me. This is not my space. I don't feel comfortable. And they pivot and do something else. Some people are like, oh, well, this is my space. I just want to create another avenue so that I feel comfortable doing what I love. So it sounds like you are, you are kind of in the other space where like, you were like, okay, I loved performing. I want to create spaces that represent my culture. I want to do work that I really believe in so I think that's beautiful and with you Cherry for your we talked a little bit about kind of having a creative family growing up and how that kind of influenced you but also want to get more into your your work because I know you are an amazing sculptor and painter and (laughs) I'm curious to know with your practice how have your family or other artists influenced you Okay, so growing up, um, yeah, like what you're saying, my family, everyone's 
very artistic on both sides, very creative in different ways, but not so much visually. I guess they had the abilities to do visual, but they concentrate on different things. So uh, my brother is a jazz musician. My dad was a professional jazz musician. My mother was a singer. And so, so being creative and taking an untraditional path in life for us was traditional. <laughs> So that's normal for us. So that was never an issue or factor whatsoever. So um, for me, um, as a kid, I think one of the things that helped me to understand how important it was is that at the time, my parents worked in a um, homeless shelter, um, doing ministry work, helping people that were homeless. So I spent most of my childhood around homeless people and eating with them. And they were my friends. So that was just my primary life. And um, the homeless people, the community, they liked watching me draw because I would just sit there. You know, it's a shelter. There's nothing to do. Just sit there. We didn't live in the shelter. I just want to make that clear. I was there. My parents would work and our whole family would go to work with them. So I would just sit there and draw. That was my entertainment. They would love watching me draw. And so they would bring me ink pens. You know, they would get ink pens. I don't know how. They would bring me ink pens and they would bring me paper. And so that has a lot to do with the way I create. Um, I never learned how to erase. So all my work is whatever I put down is I stick with it. I make it work. So I never used erasers and I always did it from ink. So that's how I got started. And I still create that way right now, which is really cool because in sculpture, it's easy to um, uh, right now I'm doing things in clay, so it's easy to take it, destroy it and recreate it. But I find myself doing similar things that I do when I draw, which is once I put it down, I kind of just make it work. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about your work? So your sculptures and your paintings, kind of like what's your style? What's your work look like? So my work is very stylized. I have a strong uh, linear line, like I was talking about before, because I don't erase or um, it's not soft. It's a lot of pattern, a lot of color, because I believe that represents me and that represents what inspires me. And and my sculpture is very similar. It's very bright. It's very colorful. And what's interesting is that my paintings are very sculptural. Um, a lot of texture, mosaic, um, a lot of layering, and I do a lot of paper mache also within my painting. So there's a lot of mixed media in it. So a lot of the paintings do pop out as a relief sculpture as well. And the jewelry that I put in my paintings, I make the jewelry. So I like make the jewelry and then I just put it on the painting. Ooh, cool. I think that's so fascinating how um, your kind of your early um, experience in shelters has had such an impact on your like creative life and like your style. That's really fascinating to me. For you, Devin, were there other experiences or artists that really influenced your work? It wasn't, I feel like it wasn't until a little bit, because I was inspired by like, you know, TV shows. Like I like watching like fame. Like I love watching the dancers on that show. Um, but I guess it maybe in the time when I was younger, it seemed kind of like a far reach. So it wasn't until like more recently when I kind of started, like, I actually would say it wasn't more until I got to Chicago, 
that I had really started connecting with like dancers that I feel like I look up to. Um, like how you mentioned Dereci Davis is gonna be like on your next um like retreat group. Mm-hmm. Like she's someone I really look up to. Um, just because I love how she really connects like her life experiences with her work. And like I was saying before, like storytelling is like really important to me. So not only is it just dance, but she also too adds things like poetry and like music and she like writes it all. And so like, those are things that I love because I'm into theater as well. And I'm into like painting the entire picture and like having bits and pieces of things that people everyone can connect to if they come to a show. So she's someone that really, I mean, of course there are people like Alvin Ailey, like everyone says those typical things, but I love yeah. her work because it's so much more modern, like to my time, you know, if you, it's, cause like a lot of things are, I guess are considered, can be considered to be like modern and you could think of it differently, like in the dance world, just in the art world in general. But like, to me, her work is more like, about our time and you know it's more about like adding like the hip-hop and the r&b and the things that like i grew up listening to you know what i'm saying like those types of beats and those types of sounds Mm -hmm. like it connects to me and it connects to the people my audience that i'm trying to um connect to you know that everyone there's people that can watch out an alien be like oh it's so gorgeous but they wouldn't have an attention span to watch a two hour show for Alva Ailey. You know what I'm saying? Like not mm-hmm. everyone has appreciation for that. And I feel like my stories are to connect to people who may not necessarily just be there to look at the art of dance, but want to experience it in new and different ways and see how they can connect to it. Yes. I love that. That keep doing what you're doing. And I love mm-hmm. seeing everything that you like. I know you have, you bring other performance performance artists, other dancers, and you give them a spotlight. And I know you also do, you have like a yoga practice. I, you guys are so interdisciplinary. I love it because I feel like that's like what art is about. You, I mean, there are people who do one thing, which is totally fine. But when you kind of mix different disciplines and you get inspired by different artists and you kind of figure out your own path as a creative, I think that's, that's, that should be shared more that it's okay to like do different things as an artist and have it all be part of your practice. And I think both of y'all represent that really well. So, so exciting. We had great conversations in Ghana about this and talking about Ghana because Devin hinted at it a little bit about someone who's coming on the next retreat, but let's talk about, how did you even trust me to take you to Ghana? Like what made you be (laughs) like, this is a good idea. This is a good trip to go to because we just met. And I know I reached out to you, you know, obviously to get you to go. And we talked about it and all that. But what made you want to go to Ghana in the first place for the retreat? Well, for myself, I just love to travel. So I was like, yeah, Ghana, awesome. And I know you had those things um, in Chicago. I'm like, okay, so this is going to sound a little unusual. But you said, oh, I'm doing these artist dinners in my house in Chicago or something to that effect. And I just kept thinking, Chicago, that's so hard. But for some reason, when you said Ghana, I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I process it that way. And um, I really... I've been to Africa before. I love traveling. And 
And I've never been to West Africa. Uh, my dad um, always spoke really highly of it. It just, you know, every time he talked about Ghana, he would just get this smile on his face like, oh man, I loved it there. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to Ghana. And during COVID, yeah, I'm doing it. And uh, it, it was just really awesome. It was just really awesome. I enjoyed all of it. You're really, I know I met you, I guess, via your podcast and the art that you do with other artists online, but you just seemed very approachable, very friendly. And it just seemed like I always knew you. So it just seemed like a really good fit. I was like, yeah. Oh, thank you. What about you, Devin? Well, I first saw like an email. Someone forwarded to me when I was interning at Deeply Rooted. And so that's another dance theater in Chicago. So because they sent it to me, I trusted it and I because I really trust them as a company. So when they sent it and forwarded, it means like, okay, this, this is someone that we trust. So I automatically just figured that, you know, I would be safe just because of that. <laughs> but yeah, that was, I mean, I've always wanted to go to Africa. So it was kind of like a no brainer for me. Yeah, I just always wanted to go to Africa. So then being in Ghana was just, you know, another layer to like all the many other places that now I can explore. Yes. It's so funny that you say that, Devin, because I literally emailed a bunch of different art organizations. Some I knew, some I didn't know so well. And I was just like, this is an opportunity. If you're into it, please share with your community. And I feel like that's like, I was afraid to do that because I was like, is this the right move? Are people going to want to like share with their communities? And I think sometimes you just have to like go for it and like share it out and you never know who's going to like share it with their community. And so I learned a lot just from like doing all of that to get people to come to the retreat about like how it's, it's scary. That's a lot that goes into putting your work out into the world, asking people to trust you asking people to share things with you but I think it always comes back to like how can we support each other and how can we work with each other to like make each other stronger so you just made me think about that because I was like it's the little things that you don't even think about like how people are connected that makes makes things happen so if you're out there as an artist in my community, share your work with other people because you never know where it could take you. I don't think I would have met Devin if I hadn't shared it with that organization. So that's that's a great word. <laughs> so also thinking about the retreat, I know that it's always important to take breaks. I am, I am a big advocate for self-care and I think that's a component of the retreat. But this retreat is also about, as artists, taking time for yourself to be creative and make art. And so I want to know from you all, when you were traveling to Ghana, how did you feel? Did you feel like you were able to get what you wanted as an artist? Did you feel supported in Ghana? Talk a little bit more about the experience when you were there. I felt very supported there. You're... So just to give everyone who's listening a backstory, because of the um, restrictions at the time, which are different now with the COVID, I, um, my COVID test messed me up. And so I had to come in a day later. And um, with that, I loved it. The, um, they still picked me up at the airport. 
Um, you guys adjusting the whole trip. So I didn't miss anything. I just felt so cared for and everyone was just very flexible and the artists there when we I just felt like everything was just very intimate so I really enjoyed um meeting all the other artists there and to pick off of a little bit what Devin said earlier here in the United States when you're doing art everything is Eurocentric that's just the nature of it and so I really wanted to go to Ghana um, to see what people were doing that were outside of that. And I really felt like I got that. Like, it was just amazing. I can't speak enough about it. I really enjoyed how all the artists, um, we were able to go into some of their homes, their studios. Everyone was just very intimate, very friendly. The people that just came back from France and they, right after they came back from France, then they set us down and talk to us, jet lag and everything. I just thought that was just wonderful. It was just really sweet. It was just very humbling. Um, it was very inspiring, all of it. Awesome. I think that's so important when you're around other artists. I guess so much just for talking to my friends. And so that's like a big part of the retreat, being around artists, talking to them, seeing their work, sharing about your work. And so I love that that was such a big part of it for you, Sherry. Yeah. And I really love the food there in Ghana. So yes, let's <laughs> talk about the food. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was blown away. I was just, I had no frame of reference whatsoever, completely zero. And so I, I wasn't, I had no understanding at all. I wasn't expecting, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be bad. I didn't think about it at all. Not at all. When I got there that first night, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Then the next <laughs> night, this is amazing. The next day, breakfast was amazing. You are so funny. Is, <laughs> I loved all of it. I loved it. And to tell everyone that's listening, um, one of the tour guides there was real sweet. And he took us grocery shopping and showed me how to make jollof rice, which was real sweet. So it was just awesome. The food, all of it. Oh, my God. I love the food. I can't say that enough. I mean, I just need to take you everywhere with me, Cherry. <laughs> You're like my great. hype man. Yeah, I don't know why people don't talk about it more. I'm like, you guys, Ghanaian food, that's where it's at. That is where it's at. I'm telling you, I always miss it. Like when I'm back in Chicago, I'm like, oh, it's just not the same. Yeah. Besides what my mom cooks. But yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. But Devin, what about you? Because I know that you also have a different experience from what Ghana gave you. So I'm curious to know your thoughts. Well, I feel like my sentiments are pretty much similar to Sherry's. I'm just very much more like low key <laughs> without <how> expressing. <laughs> But uh, the the whole entire experience was like amazing. Um, definitely, like Sherry was saying, the support that you give and how you curated the retreat was phenomenal. Like from beginning to the end, I really do love how you just accommodated us. Like even when you asked us beforehand, like, are there any things that like you guys would like to do? And I told you that I really want to go horseback riding and how like you included that in, even though that really doesn't have anything to do with art. <laughs> but I love how like you made that happen for me. Just a great experience to be able to do something that I else I love in Ghana. So I just love that. And then just also to 
how accommodating you were like if we wanted to do other things like when I was like I want to experience some dance here so uh I you know was talking to people in the back end and trying to you know make connections with people and we ended up seeing you know some Ghanaian dance and they give us a little history at the school that we went to the college that we went to and so I just loved how not even how Victoria was just like, of course, you know, and she came along, but then Sherry wanted to come along too. So it felt like I wasn't alone. It was that sense of community. It wasn't like, oh, go off and do your own thing. You can if you want, but like we would want to join you if you want, if you would want us to. So I think that that made me feel safe that she was willing to come along with me and be a part of that experience with me, even though that's not necessarily like their niche in, in the art. So um, that was special to me. And yeah, I love that I didn't have to experience it by myself. Um, yeah, I love the food as well, too. The funny thing, <laughs> I have a story. Yeah, I need to tell it. Because yesterday I had, I was, um, I had to take a trip to DC and <laughs> I ran into this guy when I was at the gas station. And <laughs> He's, I don't know, we get to start talking about African food. And he's like, I was like, the only time I've had African food was when I went to Ghana and um, in Chicago, like a friend, her mom had cooked dinner. So it was amazing. But so he was like, you went to Ghana? I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> um, Ghana was amazing. But of course, no shade to anybody listening to this. But he, I was like, I was like, so what? What is your ethnicity? Like, you know, he's like, I'm from Nigeria. So I was like, oh, okay, I see, I see. There's a whole thing about uh-huh. Nigerian jollof and Ghanaian jollof. Yeah, it was hilarious. So I thought of you guys immediately. That's so funny. Yes. Well, I think it's, I love that you both said that because I think it's important to cater to artists. I don't, I feel like we're always, even like in art education and other disciplines, artists are not respected in society. And I I think that's a disservice because we offer so much. I mean, we change the world. And so part of the retreat was for me to like, uplift and support artists but also take care like we have to like uplift and support each other but we also need to pamper ourselves and so it was really important for me to like make sure y'all got what you wanted out of the retreat and be flexible because things change when you're in another country you don't don't know what's going to happen and so I it was really important for me to like accommodate your needs because this is what this is about this is your trip I'm just on the ride with you, making sure you get what you need. So I really want to know what you guys, um, well, more about how the retreat impacted you as artists, because this retreat is specifically for Black women artists. And so I would love to hear how this trip impacted your creative practice. Well, for me, what inspires me in my art is what I've noticed in my travels and just also living here where I do in the United States is that I've noticed like there's there's a lot of diversity when it comes to blackness and black people and people of the diaspora. But with our history, there's also a lot of stolen wealth and people who live in communities that they don't completely own the communities. And so how it's set up is not of their design. So, you know, they the live in neighborhoods that may look drab doesn't really reflect them. And what I find so interesting is that you'll see uh, Black people everywhere. And 
that doesn't stop them from being creative. That doesn't stop them from showing out and showing up in life. Like they may not be able to afford art. They may not have designed those buildings that they live in. They may have not designed that community that society has placed them in, but they're going to decorate themselves. They're going to, they're going to decorate how they dress themselves, how they do their hair, how they wear their jewelry, how they present themselves in life. They're walking art pieces in themselves. And that's what's always inspired me. And going to Ghana, what I thought was so interesting, especially talking to some of the other artists there, is that there was, I saw there was a, a big connection with that. With Now, Ghana is different, but still where people are taking what they have and re-changing it. So in Ghana, you have a different history with colonialism, which is different than the history here in the United States with slavery. But in Ghana, what I saw was so interesting is that you saw people take trash that Western countries have given them, like with the um, um, the bottles and things like that. And then they just rechange it. I mean, they just re- they make the trash into art. It's gorgeous. You know, all of it. It's just they just make it. They just take something that was uh, um, discarded. And then they bring it value. And I just feel like that is just the Black experience international. I feel like that is our experience. I felt very bonded, very connected to that. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's what we do here in the United States, too. We take things that are discarded and we give it value. And so in that, how it's changed my practice is that it's made me look different at trash. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's just made me look a little different at certain things and in terms of like, what mediums do I want to use? How do I want to approach some of my paintings, some of my sculptures? And so right now I'm in the process of exploring some of that, like incorporating some of that element into my art as well. So that's pretty much it. Love that. Yes. What about you, Devin? Sari just made me think, because this is a question, out of all the questions that you had sent over, I was kind of like this, Last one was kind of like, I don't know what to say about this one, but Sherry made me think of something. Really, how everywhere we went, people are always selling something, whether it was their art or, you know, whatever. Everyone had a business base. Everybody was an entrepreneur. And I feel like that really inspired me in a way of kind of how you were saying before, like not being afraid to like push my work, not being afraid to, you know, how do I say, like just be bold about what it is that I have to bring to the table and my artwork and like not be afraid of like oh this person's not going to buy it or this person's not going to like it or you know that type of thing like it really inspired me to like take what I have because a lot of times you can think oh well I don't have this so I'm not going to do this right now I'm going to wait and save it for later you know but like just even having conversations with your friends and realizing the lack of resources that they have there like it makes you think like all the things that we do have access to compared to what some of them have, like, it's like, we have no excuse not to get started or to share as much as we possibly can and just, you know, continue to produce and like, you know, you'll see like the return on it. So I think that it just really inspired me to be more confident in what it is that I do, what I have and, you know, bring it together to present it to other people because you never know, like, what sharing can bring, like you said earlier, like sharing your art with one person, you know, they might know about a grant, they might know about a fellowship, they might know about, you know, um, a residency, you know, it's just, you never know by opening up 
how you can and others can be impacted by it. So I think that that's really what kind of gave me a little bit of a push in my practice to just share, 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 share. Yes, I felt the same way the first time I went to Ghana, Devin, it gave me a a boost of confidence. I just realized that like how powerful I am just from being around other artists and like them being so bold and confident, it really helped me build that in myself. So I I get that. So can I speak a little bit? Yes, the caliber of artists we met there. I was so impressed. We met some really famous artists. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. We went, we really met some makers and changers, like some of the venues we went to, some of the museums. We met the people who started it, who um, revolutionized the art scene in um, certain areas in Ghana. I was just thoroughly impressed and I was humbled with how they encouraged us and were willing to take out a time out of their schedule and meet with us. I mean, a, most of these artists, they were international renowned artists. So it, I mean, Victoria really gave us the red carpet experience for sure. Oh my gosh, Harry. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I think it's important to share my c- connections and my network with the artists who come on the trip, because this is what this is about, collaboration over competition. I want you to be able to meet an artist there and like do a project with them in the future or go to Ghana and like hang out with them without me being there. Like I want you to be able to build that community for yourself through my community. And I think that that's really a big part of it. So yeah, I want you to meet, like we met Larry O'Too, who's my mentor and so, so humble, but so brilliant. And we went to his house and he gave us a tour of basically his life as an artist. It was amazing. But I think that little moments like that, like they got so much from y'all too. So like they were telling me after the trip, how excited they were to meet American artists and how y'all impacted them too. So I think it's really reciprocal. And that was like a bonus for me because I wasn't expecting that. That's awesome. Yeah. So my last question for y'all is to give a little insight or advice to Someone who's maybe on the fence, like they're not quite sure if they want to go to Ghana. What would you tell another creative if they're like, I don't know, should I go to Ghana? What's your advice to them? Go. (laughs) (laughs) Go. Just go. go. Life is short. You never know what's going to happen. I feel like the pandemic showed us that things could be changed in a whim. Um, trust your instinct. Don't overthink it. I mean, within reason, you know, you want to plan your trip out well, but just go no fear. What I think one of the things like what Devin was saying about the whole trip is it really inspire confidence. Um, the community, I enjoyed meeting you. I enjoy meeting Devin and then seeing the people there and seeing what they're doing and all of it. It just inspire confidence. And And I feel like it's our right um, as Black people. I feel like it's our right as Black women to claim who we are and to go back to where we come from and go back to Ghana because that's our origins. For most of us, um, you know, uh, we come from all different parts of Africa, but for sure that was, that's a major um, origin for the majority of us. Go back, see where your roots are be inspired, make connections, make friendships, and 
you learn something about yourself and you learn something about your purpose here in life. So yeah, and eat, be prepared to eat. It was so much fun. And we got to go out dancing a couple of times, which was also a lot of fun. As well. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, it was. Um, I would definitely say, yeah, to piggyback off of Sherry, <laughs> um, it's literally a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like like Sherry said, you never know what's going to happen. And so if you could take the opportunity to experience culture, to, to be immersed in art, to be immersed in the, like, the Black experience, like, from, you know, where our roots are, like, don't like she said don't think too much into it other than like you know knowing like okay if this is something that you can really have the time to do because it is like two weeks but like just go with it trust yourself and I will guarantee that you're gonna leave there like impacted and inspired to keep going and to connect with others and share your work absolutely I just want to tell both of y'all, thank you so much for coming on the trip with me because you were the best first people to go on the trip with. <laughs> you were so easygoing and flexible and you went with the flow and were fun to be around. I just couldn't have asked for any better of a group of people to go with, if that makes sense. <laughs> it thank was just, you. it was so much fun and it made me feel like, okay, this is, I'm doing something right because I'm attracting the right people. So I just want to say that. And I also want to give both of you an opportunity to share how people can connect with you. How can people find you and connect with you? I am on Facebook. So you can look up Cherry Lip Better Art. My name is spelled C-H-E-R-R-I. Then the word Lead Better, which is L-E-D as a dog. Then the word Better, B-E-T-T-E-R, Art, A-R-T. Um, and then also you can look up cherryletbetterart.com. That's my website. Or I'm on Instagram at, at cherryletbetter. And if you see bright, colorful women, that's my art. Beautiful work. Me? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, Devin Giselle Joyner is my name on Facebook. On uh, Instagram. Typically, I'm at, on every platform, I was dance with Devin. But I got lost out of my Instagram page. So... Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So I had to change my page name and it's Dev Direct. So it's D-E-V, like the first thing that is my name, Direct. Um, so, yeah, I'm starting over with my Instagram page, but everywhere else, TikTok, Twitter, I'm Dance with Devin. So, yeah, I have some, I guess, more like creative. Um, I'm working more on my choreography. So those are the things that I'm kind of pushing out right now or to plan to push out soon. So stay tuned for those types of things. But I, yes. I can't wait to connect with anyone who wants to connect and to see who all is going on the retreat in December and what you got, how they experience everything. Oh, yeah, that's going to be exciting. I want to say one more thing about the trip. I can't be I know I'm like a disciple of this trip. This trip was so <laughs> awesome. All right. So we got to go to the beach. And we were able to go to the city and we were able to go to rural areas and we were able to go to the rainforest. I mean, to be able to do all of that within two weeks, that's unheard of. That's absolutely. And you weren't tired. We weren't worn out. It was just so casual. It was, it wasn't like, okay, here's, 
here's the itinerary. You have to, it was just very relaxed, very, you know, just like you would just hang out with your friends. It was awesome. Yes. Oh my God, Sherry. I love you so much. (laughs) I didn't even think about the different parts of land that we were on that, how you just described it. I'm like, oh, we did. We went there, we went there, we went there. We did. It was crazy. And when we went, okay. So when we went to the rainforest and we were crossing that bridge, I was so nervous. <laughs> the Cancun, but it was yeah. awesome. It was just so beautiful. It's totally worth it. It was just beautiful. Yeah, it's an experience, and I feel like Ghana is big. It's like there's so much you can see in Ghana, but I want people to be able to, you know, get the touristy like landmarks that you should everyone should see when they go to Ghana but also see some of like the hidden jewels that people don't talk about so yeah I want it to be like an experience where you're seeing different parts of Ghana because it is so diverse and you'll see when you go there that there's so many things to do I there were other things I wanted to do I couldn't even get to because it's just so much in two weeks and I don't want to burn anyone out but it's definitely an easy trip to kind of ease into what it's like to travel to West Africa because you'll experience Ghana in a way that most people don't take you. They, you know, you might just see the, the slave castles and you might see the markets, but I'm showing you the art scene. And I'm also showing you like, you know, we're going to learn about the history of Ghana when we go to the Dusabo Museum. There's so much in Ghana that, you know, we're just tapping the surface, but I think it's really exciting that you get to see a range of what it is like to live in Ghana. And I'm glad you got that. Does the trip change any? Have you changed the itinerary like any, like just a little bit, like things that, yes. are, that we didn't get to do that they're gonna get to do? We are gonna go to Afrochella, which is like nice. the big concert in Ghana. And so they're gonna see more of like hip life music and afro beats they're going to go to a concert basically in ghana and also go to like a music festival so that's new i'm excited for that and there's a couple folks who are dancers like Devin. and so i want to incorporate more like we're definitely going back to the college the, the university of ghana um, but I'm also wanting to work in some more workshops with artists who are not, who are a little bit more interdisciplinary. So we're going to meet new artists, some of the same, but I want to mix it up a little bit more so that like they can get more of a range of what like arts artists are doing in Ghana. So those are the big changes. Nice. Love nice. That. Yes, but I'll keep y'all updated. You'll definitely see me post about it too. And I want to figure out a way to bring, like, create a community or a space or like a hub for everyone who went on the retreat to connect with each other so that y'all could like have your people like 10 years from now, you can connect through this retreat experience and be like, oh, she went on a retreat. Let me hit her up about something or let me go to dinner with her or whatever. I want to be able to create something for y'all so that you can connect easily. Oh, that's awesome. As I continue to do the retreats and more people go on it, I feel like it will be a really rich community. So I'm excited to like have that so that y'all can stay connected because that's what it's about. Like I honestly did this retreat because I wanted to meet more artists. (laughs) And so I want to be able to build that space for Black women artists to continue to build relationships with each other. So more to come. And if you are interested to come to the Empowered Creators Retreat in Ghana. Spots are filled now. 
So we will, we're going from December 27th to January 7th, but there will be more retreats next year. And I will probably do two or three more retreats. And if you're interested to go to Ghana, you can sign up now for next year and put a deposit down. And I have payment plans if you don't want to pay in full. So I really do support you throughout the process. So even if you're going like in August, I make sure I connect with you all so that you know exactly what you need to do to go to Ghana, what visa you need, what passport, all of that. And we meet up to kind of talk through like what's going to happen, any questions you have. So if you sign up now, you won't not hear from me until like the trip. (laughs) I make sure we stay connected and y'all meet each other. So that is not super awkward before you go on the trip. So if you're into this idea of going to Ghana, let me know. There will be a link in the show notes for you to sign up. And if you have any questions, you can always find me on Instagram at Victoria Yawa. Thank you both for being on this episode. I love that you were able to share your experience in Ghana and we got to know more about you as artists. Of course. Awesome. for having us. All right. See you guys soon. Bye. 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 One of the greatest gifts you'll have on this retreat is time to do nothing but what you love. Imagine days full of whatever lights you up. You don't want to miss this magical experience. Join us for the Empowered Creatives Retreat, a 12-day retreat for Black women artists in Ghana to rediscover joy and sisterhood while tapping deeper into their African roots and creative calling. Go to kindredcreativesco.org forward slash retreat dash details to apply.